Let me tell you what happened. I just recorded about 15 minutes of a new episode for you. Lost my train of thought trying to imitate one of the people in 90 Day Fiance and stopped recording, deleted it, and started over. Like, that is how I roll that it, I just no editing over here just oh well we lost ourselves okay well we're just going to wipe that shit out and we're going to start over so here I am again and I'm not even going to try to remember what I was talking about I'm just going to flow because that is that is how I I do things um I I keep as I said last time trying to remind myself to not overthink or put pressure on me to do these um, and and stay at a level of funny <laughs> or stay at a level of insightful that's going to keep you engaged. Amy, just talk and be yourself. And that's really the mantra here every time I get my um, my old school headphones in and sit down in a dark room, literally dark. I pull the shades because um, when Dewey lays down next to me, he can... He can peek out the window and then he will start barking and we will just have to keep stopping, re-recording, stopping. Re- it's, we're not going to get anything done if we're not in a dark room sometimes. I mean, let's just keep it real. Sometimes you just need a dark room and silence. And I live in silence. I don't know about you, but I live in a lot of silence. So I'm really sensitive to noise when I'm around it, which is good and bad. Allow me to explain. (laughs) When you spend a whole day or a whole two days in a room or rooms, like I'm, I live alone. So I um, am in my apartment. And other than putting music on sometimes, it's just silent, like dead silent. So the smallest noises, when you start to condition yourself, to silence like that and get really comfy with it like I am insanely comfortable guys with silence so much so that if you opened one of my kitchen cabinets and didn't softly close it I would freak the fuck out on you if I was in that space and that mood that day I would freak the fuck out on you and 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 really me not me not freaking the fuck out just takes a choice and some self-discipline that's it that's something i didn't have for we'll say i mean i'm guesstimating here but we'll say about 25 26 years of my life from from the womb to 26 i didn't have any healthy coping mechanisms or self-discipline i was just a fucking shit show um And I'm sure there's many people that want to overlook that in me (laughs) and say you're hard on yourself. But I think if I were to actually allow you to speak to some significant people in my life who knew me then, they would agree. They would agree um, that I was, I, I, I do recall in the 
previously deleted episode that I just started to record and then deleted. I called myself psychotic. Um, I'm going to backtrack in this episode, even though you didn't hear that one. And I'm going to say that I was just insecure and needy. I was insecure and needy because I wasn't in an environment ever that really cultivated confidence or or gave me an opportunity to be confident. Um, more or less, I was in environments that cultivated codependence and insecurity and thus neediness. So I was a very jealous person. I compared myself to everybody. I was highly reactive, um, you know, to the untrained eye or the trained eye. I probably had anger issues. I was a very angry person because I didn't like myself. I didn't know how to like myself. I wasn't really taught how to like myself. And so I, I, I think you could see all of, all of what I'm trying to map out for you here. And I think a lot of you can probably relate that you know, and, and maybe I know a lot of people listen to me and they're all in age, different age groups, right? But for me, it was zero to 26. <laughs> I don't remember my childhood much, um, which sometimes upsets people, but it is what it is. I, I don't remember. I have fleeting memories here and there. Like I remember we would go to Disney World, um, a lot. That was always our vacation in the summer. I remember I was, um, you know, a pretty fancy kid. Like we, it was a big deal. We got to ride in a limo to the airport. Limo was like, you know, done up, like we had little water bottles and M&Ms and shit. Like that was my childhood. But those are things that I do remember. And then I remember negative things. And again, they're fleeting. They're not in any specific order that I have figured out quite yet. I remember my favorite game as a child was um, a game. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to tell you this. A game that I made up, <laughs> of course, right? Because I can't do anything normal. I can't be a normal little girl and, and play a normal kitty game. I have to make up my own games. Um, that's the creative genius in me. So, So my favorite game was what I called traffic jam and I know you you might already be laughing and go what the fuck is wrong with this girl a lot a lot (laughs) a a lot so traffic jam was my jam it was the probably as therapeutic as it is to do a puzzle for me at the age I am now Traffic jam was my my brother had little matchbox cars and um and we had this like plastic play mat that you just laid on the ground and it it's just first of all how do some of these toy companies get away with selling the shit they sell like some of this shit that is just like I don't even know how it could be classified as as something that's worthy of being sold. But needless to say, it was, it was part of my favorite game. So it's this plastic mat that you just laid on the ground and like printed on it was like a, a road with like a town, right? So it had 
like a gas station and it had um, little stores and 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 so on and so forth. And you would drive your little matchbox cars on the play mat. Not me. <laughs> not not Amy. I would take all of my brother's matchbox cars, all of them, okay? He had lots. And I would line them up bumper to bumper on the car mat. And I would lay on my stomach for, I, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to go for it. And I'm going to say it was an all day affair, okay? I'm, I'm going to just go for it and, and, and confess to that. I would lay there all day bumper to bumper, and I would move them an inch. That's, that's it, an inch. I would move them an inch. And in my mind, I was playing this game of like, oh, the red Porsche pulled into the gas station. Now we can move up a whole car length. <laughs> I would move each one inch by inch around the entire mat. There was something so satisfying in that as satisfying as popping a puzzle piece into the right place um it was just the most joy ever <laughs> so sad but that was my that was my favorite game I, again i don't know how anybody got away with being like we're uh, we're going to sell these plastic mat, like, first of all, who was the moron who was like, hey, let's just print a, a little town on a, on a piece of plastic and we're going to sell it and kids are going to love it. I mean, for as much as a moron as they were, they were a fucking genius because I, I don't know how you could have come up with a better um, way to play with those cars. I don't even know how you were meant to play with those cars because that is what I did. I just lined them up. And, and then my other favorite toy was little Fisher-Price people. We used to set up on our back deck. My mom would put this big blue blanket out on the deck and my brother and my sister and me would go out there. And we had a lot of Fisher-Price. Like Fisher-Price back then was Legos now. You know what I mean? So, like, we had Legos then, but Legos then were not these tiny, like, poly pocket-sized pieces that, you know, your dog could eat. Like, Legos back then, if you remember, were, like, giant Legos. They were, like, they were, like, super-sized Legos, and they weren't that big of a deal, at least not in my world, because I was laying on the ground playing fucking traffic jam. <laughs> not building things. I was finding therapy in moving cars around a mat, okay? But Fisher-Price people had like all these different houses, right? So we had, there was like house, um, a pool. Um, I don't remember all the other things. Those are the only two things I remember. But we would sit out there, we'd set up the whole fucking community of Fisher-Price people and, um, you know, I'd fill the little swimming pool with real water and I'd, you know, make them dive in. My biggest thing, though, and like this, honestly, this explains a lot about me. OK, this explains that I'm going to be delicate in how I present this to you because this might change your entire perception of me and I don't give a shit. 
So first of all, I'm going to emphasize that I am a Scorpio, okay? Google it. I'm a Scorpio. But my biggest thing as a kid was like making the little Fisher-Price people get married or make out. Like that was my my big thing. Other than making people sit in traffic in Amy world, if you weren't making out, you were sitting in traffic. And that is how my simple world existed in my mind. Like that is, that was probably how I survived in my head. You know, let's, let's make the plastic people make out or sit in a car stuck in traffic, like love or torture. (laughs) Love or torture. I mean, that's really how you could look at life, right? If we were to just categorize it one of two ways, love or torture, which is really all in our minds. You know, if I were to psychoanalyze it for you real quick, like that's just all in our minds. But it like it really it says a lot. Like if anybody were ever building a psychological profile on me, which some of you might have, like a file, you know, in the back room on Amy. And hopefully you're not like that Lifetime movie I watched over the weekend where you've got a room of pictures on your wall of me, like cutouts of me because you want to like skin me and wear me as, you know, last year's Versace or something. Please, please don't have that for me. I often think when I'm talking on any platform, um, (laughs) I can't believe I'm even saying this to you. I often think to myself, not careful what you say, because I just speak from whatever is going on in my mind, in my heart, um, very uncensored all the time, like to anybody. Like I'm uncensored to the post office guy behind, I was the other day when I I had to go mail things. um, I'm just very candid in, in all of my conversations, but I often think when I'm posting it on online, (laughs) Um, is that what you want your last words to be? (laughs) And only because I read my morning news on Twitter. And don't judge me. I don't watch the news. I don't care to watch the news. I, I live with a mentality of like the news comes from whatever's going on in my mind. And, like, I'd like to be semi-informed of what's happening in the world. Like, I don't want to be suddenly living in a war zone that I don't know about kind of thing. But um, I, I, um, (laughs) if you're listening to this before noon, you might need a cocktail. (laughs) Because I don't know how you're doing over there on that end. But over here, we're just, we're riding some sort of wave and it's a good one. Um. But I, but I read my morning news on Twitter and there's a lot of like these self-fulfilling prophecies that take place where like somebody suddenly gets in a, I I remember reading one one time where there was like a up and coming musician. Maybe she was like more popular in like the country scene and she posted a series of videos on Instagram stories talking about how she was back in in her town that she had grown up in and she hadn't been there in years because, um, you know, everyone in her family had passed away in that town. And, you know, she kind of gets like an eerie feeling when she goes back and she was driving there for like a festival, right? And one of the last 
few videos. I don't remember her name, so I can't even tell you so you can look it up. Um, remember, I don't remember people's names. I think I talked about that. Uh, it's bad. I know it's bad. Um, she was talking about how she was driving and she was kind of driving in the middle of the night and there in that town. And she saw, I don't know if it was Buffalo or some shit like that. It was some, it was some animal like that. It wasn't as simple as a deer, but, um, Buffalo or something. Okay. It's a really good story. I know. Um, passing her and it just like flooded her with memories of driving with her deceased father and whatever. Right. And then like literally within 10 hours of her posting that news broke. And again, I get it from Twitter. So you actually get it rather quickly when you're on Twitter. Um, and you get a lot of good juicy info when you're on, you should just join Twitter. Like not for the sake of following me, although I'm a good time, but like you get some, you get some dirt from there rather quickly than you would if you put on like a news channel or was reading directly from a news website because you're getting it from from actual like users that aren't like media related. Do you know what I mean? Um, you should just stick with me. Like I've got I've got all the ins and out. Like just street smarts over here are wild. Okay, so so she got in a car accident or something. Um, and, and so everybody, and this happens all the time when this takes place, at least for me, when I'm reading it on Twitter, it's like happening all the time. Cause I'm always reading it. You with me? <laughs> so, so everybody, this is not a funny story, but it's interesting. Um, I know I'm laughing out of discomfort for myself. So, so everybody is always like, she was just prophesizing like she was just talking about how her dad had gotten in a, in a car accident and that's how he died and then she saw these buffalo and then suddenly she got in a car accident and she died and everybody's always like oh my god those last few videos are really eerie and so i always think to myself careful what you just said amy because like you don't want to be prophesizing is that how you say prop prophesizing is it a th or prophesizing i don't again i'm using my phone to record i can't google if you knew how many times i google words i just say things this is how smart i am okay i just say things and i don't know if i've heard them or overheard them sometimes i don't even know how i have access to that vocabulary I just say things and I don't even know what they mean sometimes. And then I have to look it up after it actually comes out of my mouth and go, oh, I used it correctly. Good job. I don't know if that happens to you, but it happens to me all the freaking time. So yeah, I'm always like, careful, Amy. You don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want that to be the last thing that, that you just said or posted or did a video on. And then, you know, you're dead and everybody's like, Ooh, that was eerie, you know? So maybe you don't know, but now you know, now you're going to think about it. I'm sorry for that, but not really. Cause that was really what was on my mind right now. Um, you know, last night, um, there was, I was talking about this on the now deleted episode that I just nixed that, that I was recording before this. On 90 Day Fiance, there was like a, a two-hour um, 
it was like a one hour final episode and then their one hour tell all. Now, listen, I'm not going to stop talking about reality shows when I when I watch them. So if you want to get on this train, I and I'm not getting paid to say this, although TLC should probably start paying me to talk about this because I'm not going to shut up about it. Um, there's a new episode. I believe it starts on Sunday, like a whole new season with new people. So you'll be starting fresh. You don't even have to go back in time and watch the old ones, although they're pretty good. You should probably catch up with Darcy because she's on a few seasons. Um, so there was the final episode and then there was the tell-all. And the tell-all, first of all, the, their tell-all is like in a makeshift warehouse. It's just having worked in entertainment and knowing how these thing, these locations are picked and how shit goes on behind the scenes is, is set up. I'm always paying attention to stuff like this. And it's just like the way they film this tell-all is like everybody comes in and like the foreigners and don't at me, okay? Don't come at me for saying that that's how they refer to anybody in another country on the show, the foreigners. I, I always have to, listen, I'm very candid and unfiltered, but at the same time, I try to be very respectful and I can't keep up sometimes. So I'm not disrespecting you if you're from another country. They refer to the people from another country outside of the United States on the show as foreigners. And therefore, all of the foreigners are on these flat screen TVs that are posted next to the, the other half of the couple that's there in person. So it's a person in a chair and then this tall flat screen TV. It's not a normal flat screen TV. Like it's like a it's like a long skinny one. So you get basically just the chest and head of that person and they're and they're sitting right next to the actual person in the chair. It's so fucking funny to watch this because you have person TV, person TV, person TV. And you think like, that's pretty much how a lot of people's relationships are these days, even when they're not a foreigner. Mm, God, you know, it's just so deep sometimes, isn't it? But that's like really how it is sometimes. There's always like this screen between people because they don't know how to communicate and that's all I was listening to on this tell-all I mean some of these you would think if you want I'm I'm aware of myself and I'm not on tv right but if I watched myself back on tv I'd be hyper aware of myself like, I'd, I'd really see myself if I saw myself on camera, which is probably why I'm sitting here not watching myself on camera. I'm recording myself so you listen and don't have to watch me. Um, but some of these people, I think, did you not watch your own show? Because how are you still sitting here acting that way? Or like, how have you not caught on to the fact that your significant other is disrespectful towards you or lacks communication. Like just some of these things for me, right, are obvious and and just like common sense. And 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 you gotta factor in that like people in general can't see things until they're ready to see things. I had this conversation the other day with somebody. And, and it's just like, it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter where you're at in life. 
sometimes you just can't see things. You don't catch on to what you're doing and how you're doing it or how it affects you and your life and other people in your life until it does. I can't even say until you grow up because it's not always a matter of growing up. It's a matter of waking up. It's really a matter of you getting sick of your own shenanigans, you getting sick of your own bullshit you getting sick of how you how you hurt yourself mentally or emotionally, you getting sick of withholding things from yourself, whatever it is, right? Whatever it is, you have to reach a place with yourself where you're like, I deserve more or I deserve to be happy. I, I'm allowed to have what I want. Like, you know, I'm a stickler for saying to myself, mainly because I grew up in a strict household, um, one of the life-changing things that I started saying to me was, you're loud, Amy. You're loud. Because I was often told, you're, you're not allowed. <laughs> you, you need permission, right? So those things, like if I could give you a nice little hack, which I can. I can give you so many fucking hacks. Like the street smarts in this chick are beyond, okay? It's use the words that were used against you in your favor. Bloop. Use the, use the words that were used against you, like for, in your favor. So it was against me. It was used against me. Like you have to ask for permission. You need our permission to make this decision. You need our permission to wear that outfit, right? So I started using it in my favor. Amy, you have permission to curse. Amy, you have permission to do whatever you want. You're allowed to do whatever you want. You're allowed to be happy. You're allowed to have. And let me tell you what. If you tell yourself that every day, every day, you just tell yourself that every day and you start to make it a new habit, you'll believe it. You will. That's not one of those things that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big advocate for like, don't just slap an affirmation on top. I hate when people say that. Like, oh, you got to live by affirmation. Yes. But there's a lot that comes in before that. You got to you gotta understand. So I'm assuming you understand why you feel like you don't have permission before. Like, we're not in a professional environment right now where you're sitting in front of me trying to work through your shit. So I'm just going to assume you know that you were told you don't have permission. So say the opposite. There's your hack. Say the opposite. If you don't know, right, but you just hate your fucking life, that's a different story. And you got some shit to work through. Totally different. Those to the night and day, guys, night and day. But if you are aware, then you know where to go from there, right? Like if I'm on the road and I know I'm fucking lost, then I know I got to find my way. But if I'm on the road and I haven't caught on yet, then I'm lost. Then I'm just going to keep fucking driving. Until I maybe run out of gas and then I look around and I go, mm, I'm lost. Some of y'all are driving around on E and you don't know you're fucking lost yet. I, whoa. I don't know where that came from, guys. I don't, I don't know who she was who just said that, but <laughs> we made a left-hand turn from, from whatever the fuck I was talking about. And I'm at least paying attention to the clock today. So we're going to wrap this shit up because I felt horrible giving you a 47-minute episode of me talking un- unedited. Like, it was good. I listened to it twice after I posted it for you. But who wants to listen to 47? I mean, listen, 
I listen to 47 Minutes of Me. I don't get bored with me. Because, like, I know how to keep a story going. And I know how to, I, I know how to uh, keep you engaged. And I don't stop. Like, I just keep connecting the dots. And there is not a break in my story where I got to go, uh, uh, mm, mm. Because when there is, I literally hit stop, delete, and I start again. But I, I want to end on this. There, listen, a lot of the people I follow on social media, and this goes against probably most people's business business and marketing tactics, but I have made myself a success. I've built myself a personal brand from just trusting myself. I just do Amy. It works for Amy, right? So, so what I follow online is mainly comedy. Comedians. I like comedy, clearly. Otherwise, I would not have classified this entire podcast as comedy. So um, I follow a lot of comedians. And what I find interesting, and I was laughing during my meditation this morning thinking about this, is that some people are only funny when they're edited. Hmm. Think about it. Some people are only funny when they're edited. If, the, if you just were to listen to them talk, though, not so funny. Not so funny. They're only funny because of the edits, the strategic edits. So are they really funny or are they just a really good editor, right? And then there's people that, like, if you go to a stand-up show, and I don't know how many of you have been to, but I enjoy them, okay? I, I enjoy comedy. I enjoy stand-up comedy. Like, you want to know my hobbies? Comedy. Comedy. <laughs> comedy and puzzles, guys. Comedy, puzzles, and brushing my dog. They're all forms of therapy for me, too. So um, if you go to a comedy show, there's no edits in a, in a stand-up comedian's performance. Which is why you either know that person is funny or not. Now, granted, yes, there's different versions of comedy for all different types of people. And what you might find funny, I might not. But I figure if you're listening to me, you probably are on the same wavelength. Because if you find me funny, then you probably laugh at the same shit I do. And so if you go to a comedy show and that person sucks, in your mind sucks, right? Like through your filter, not so funny. But then if you watch them on YouTube because they're edited and there's fancy little technology going on to make them sound and look great and you find them funny, are they really funny? No, they're not. I suggest you think about that when you watch anybody online, right? When you watch anybody online, not just comedians, when you watch self-help people, when you watch life coaches, when you, are they, do they sound good because it's edited to make them sound good? Because I just told you a hundred times over, like, listen, I'm just talking straight through to you. Like, if you were to sit in front of me right now, which this is, I'm just, I'm staring at an empty green chair. I'm pretending you're there. That's how we're talking right now. And so, like, if you were here, this is how the conversation would go. And... There is no, there's no way you could get something different, right? So, so, so it, it had me laughing because I was meditating this morning and I was thinking, you know, like a podcast is basically a blind man's stand-up comedy special. It is. 
because you can't see me. You can only hear me. And for me, this is not edited. I, I told you, I'm just too fucking lazy to do that. But I don't sound good edited. And that's the difference. I don't sound good edited. Because I'm sure somebody who maybe does that craft for a living could probably make me sound good edited. But I think you get my full je ne sais quoi when I am unedited. And there you have it. So think about it. Because really, the, the reason I'm saying it to you and not really giving you a hint either way is because I want you to think for yourselves. And sometimes I leave cliffhangers on purpose because I want you to think for yourself. I want you to connect the dots sometimes. I want you to think like, hmm, like that's rather deep because it is because almost everything I say is deep even if I don't make it sound deep. If you really take that and and make it like, listen, I got to really do my research because I don't know the difference between a metaphor and an analogy. So if you ever hear me misuse it, don't don't hate me for it. I don't know. So um, whether it's a metaphor or or an analogy, (laughs) if you take it and you use it as one, think about it. Sometimes people sound and look good because you're only getting a version of them. You're only getting like this little hit of them, right? Like a, like a drug. And when you get all of them and, and really, you know what, Here, here's what I'll give you as your example. When you first start dating somebody, that's what you're getting of them, Okay you're getting that edited version. And not always deliberately, it's just your um, filter is um, not quite regulated yet. And so you're only really tuned into certain things when you first start dating somebody. But then like, and and I don't know, because I didn't conduct any research on this, and I don't really care to, quite frankly, but We'll say like once you're some for some people it's a couple weeks, for some people it's a couple months, for some people it's a good solid year. Once you get into that relationship and you really apply real life, well, that's the unedited version, right? And that's really what you get when you're watching these rea- these reality shows, um, ninety day fiance specifically. Is like they go over and they visit their significant other in another country or whatever. And they, you know, they take a special trip or a special vacation and they're getting this edited version. And then what happens for the one couple, Darcy and Tom, um, is like, you know, he really fell in love with her. And I don't know how, but <laughs> I don't mind judge. Um, and then... You know, he's he lives in the UK and she came back to Connecticut and weeks have gone by and like he lacks communication skills. So he is good when you're at his hip, but he's not good if he has to prioritize and make an effort to talk to you. So you know what? I'm going to I'm going to do in a whole nother episode on that uh, on on something about that. So tune in. <laughs> Well, I'll see you then. Until next time, we're approaching the 36-minute mark, and I'm going to tap out. I hope you enjoyed.